And three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to another edition of A Humanistic Perspective. This time, I have the fortunate privilege of sitting across... Go ahead and say your name for the people. My name is James Esposito. Yes, sir. I'm sitting with my good friend James. Thank you for joining me, James. Thanks for having me, Chad, as always. Of course, of course. So, we just finished up a nice long day of work. How are you feeling? Well... Better than uh, better than I did last night. That's for sure. We <laughs> <laughs> sorted it yesterday. Oh yeah, dude. We we moved all that dirt yesterday, and I sat there. I laid in my bed last night. I'm like, why did I do that? Why did I do that? <laughs> dude, Jared comes up to me today, and he was like, uh, "Oh yeah, man. Today, now that I'm moving mulch, I'm so happy because yesterday I was moving all the dirt and the rocks, and that was so heavy. He's like, I felt like I was conditioning." Oh, dude, it was bad yesterday. Like, he ain't kidding you, though. We started throwing mulch around first thing, and I'm like, oh, this ain't too bad at all. I mean, do-do-do-do-do-do, and it was like, oh, man, these wheelbarrows aren't too bad. Yesterday I was doing all that dirt, and I'm like, oh, just shoot me. <laughs> like, now I know why they invented a bobcat. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, I want to first, I think, go into and give you an opportunity from your perspective. Do you want to give people maybe a little background, like who you are, where you come from, sort of like how, basically how'd you get to where you are today standing? Um, well, you see here about 22 and some odd years ago, um, my mother, Margaret and my father, Michael decided one day to, uh, you know, I'm sure there was never any alcohol involved, (laughs) um, decided it would be fun to have a second oopsie, and that's me, James Edward Esposito, named after my two grandfathers, born on my great-grandfather's birthday. No kidding. Were you born in Illinois? Oh, yeah. I was born, you know, Rush Copley in Aurora. I've lived here in Yorkville for my entire life, 22 years, in the same house, um, same bedroom, same, pretty much same everything. Did you ever mature your room, or does it still look like when you first moved in? It? Oh, yeah. It, it's been through a phase or two. Okay, very nice. Yeah. I think in, uh, I don't know, at some point, late, like, elementary school, early middle school, I finally took all of the uh, sky blue and white Winnie the Pooh decorations <laughs> off because I was like, yeah, you know, maybe. It's fucking may- time. Yeah, no shit. Like, you know, you know, maybe I should finally do something about that. So I was like, yeah, all right, you know. So now it's, yeah, it's it's nothing special. It's just red, white, and blue. So I always liked going over to your place though, because you had the freaking toys, dude. Like you had your potato gun. Oh yeah, we you always built had a badass fun. rig so we could play dope ass simulators. Like oh yeah, we always had fun. I mean, yeah, I mean even through high school, I always had you know some interesting something different. You're you know? you're a hobby guy. Yeah, I've I've just got my hands in so many different hobbies. Like you know, give me give. Can you list some of them? Uh, I love riding motorcycles. I have a 1995 Money Pit. I mean, F250 Ford. That's my my <laughs> daily driver project, uh, summer driver, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've got. Uh, I love archery. I've got a a nice Matthew Z3 setup downstairs. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I've got, uh, you know, my computers, I've got the sunglass collection, I've got a small watch collection, I've just got my hands in so many different things. 
isn't that a, you have a belt buckle collection too or something? Yeah, I got a little bit of one going on. Yeah. Yeah, like I buy every year at the, the Northern Illinois Steam Power Club, I buy number 75 out of 100 every year. Every year? Every Do year. they print like a every year model? Yeah, um, they did it for I don't know how many years and they stopped and one guy just decided to pick the tradition back up again. So he okay. makes a hundred of them, and I've just always the one I'm wearing right now actually started it in what's that 2016. If I move my gut out of this out of the way, <laughs> um, yeah, it's number 75. So I've I've just bought number 75 every year. I call him. I'm like, hey, you know, are we doing belt buckles again? He's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, cool. I want 75. Just you know, let me know. I'll have cash for you. Nice. Yeah, that's sick. Definitely. So, that's a bunch of hobbies, dude. Oh, I'm I'm all over the place, and it's always always something new, something different. You know, you got to keep the mind active. The mind, the body always follows the mind. One of my favorite passions has always been traveling. Mm. You know, my mother. Where have you been? <sighs> where haven't I been? Um, when I was in third grade, my grandparents took me up to Alaska. We drove the motorhome all the way up there. Holy cow! It was, it was about a month long vacation. So we took about a week and a half commute, and then uh, on each side, and then we took, I don't know, the balance of you know the week or whatever, and tootled around Alaska. You know, tootled around Alaska. You know, was this, it? It was during the like warm months. Yeah. Yeah, it was through the summer, yeah. but it was still you know twenty four hours of daylight. You know, that's uh, that's something to get used to if you've never experienced it. It is the coolest. You can walk outside at 2.30 in the morning. You're like, oh, it's like, you know, 7 a.m. You're like, no, it's 2.30 in the morning. Holy shit. You don't need a flashlight. You don't need it. You just walk around. It's not broad daylight, but like mid-morning here. Sure. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. cool times. Where we've, else? We've traveled. Oh, we, we really haven't traveled much out east. I've been to like Washington, D.C., Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky. Um, obviously, Illinois. Michigan, Wisconsin, um, the UP, um, Ohio, mm, let's see, Iowa, North and South Dakota, Montana, um, Oregon, Washington State. What's been your favorite place? Favorite like, place? Like where you're like, damn, I could retire here. If anywhere where I've said, oh man, I would love to retire, it would probably be either Wyoming. Um, the Four Corners area, regardless of the state, um, or Alaska. I I mm. fell in love with Alaska, and I when I was up there, I've always loved Alaska. Um, I really like Northern Wisconsin up there by the UP. Mm. My oh. brother-in-law brought me up there, you know, a couple times. And uh, it's, what it's is that? Just, Copper's Point is out that way and stuff. Yeah, that that's on the eastern side. This is Hurley, okay. specifically like that Hurley, Hurley, Wisconsin, Ironwood, Michigan is a. Uh, like the region that I've specifically not even explored, just been to. Sure. So Ironwood has tons of good off-roading trails. They do. Oh, um, like yeah. Ironwood, Michigan systems. holds every year the world. It was the world's largest. I don't know if it still is. Don't quote me. Um, ATV jamboree get together thing every every year. They do this this big ridiculous get you know, it's it's insane. I've I've never been to it. I've wanted to. They canceled it because of COVID. But uh, my brother in law is like, dude, dude I it's would insane. Go. He's like, it's literally miles of side by sides and four wheelers in this parade. 
And you just tear up the trails together. <coughs> that sounds so badass. Yeah, it's it's definitely. He's showed me pictures. It's it's neat. I want to get. I need to get a new ATV this summer. That's what my itching crave is for. <laughs> buy mine. I'll buy a razor. <laughs> the razor would be great. A four or a two seater. A two seater. Yeah. My buddy uh, TJ's got one, and oh my god, is that thing so much fun? Where do you take it? Like around here, you can go to the cliffs, which is like Seneca Marseilles, mm-hmm. um, like right off of Route Six, and that place is a lot of fun. I mean, you can. I mean, we spent literally five hours just driving around the trails, and we had uh, I don't know anywhere from six to I think I counted at one point a literal dozen side by sides in a conga line going through these trails that's sick it was it was it was definitely cool you know some of these trails that you you come up to and you're looking at like oh are we gonna make it up that hill and then you get to the top of it and you're like oh you know this this isn't too bad you know you're just kind of cruising around hit you know hit some mud whatever and then you get to another point in the trail you're like oh we're gonna make it down that hill Uh uh-oh are those things super capable though oh they're insane they are insane I mean, you're in a you're in a four point racing harness and in a roll cage and wearing right. a helmet anyway. But you know, still, it's like there's some points in there where we we would climb this hill, hit a bump halfway up, and top the hill with one wheel up, or you'd just be navigating some areas and you're like, oh yeah, this wheel's just dangling. Or, oh yep, yep, that one's just dangling, and things just freaking yeah, ripping it. Sh- Damn. Yeah, it, it's something. It's that makes me want to go so bad. Oh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Then you start breaking stuff, and then you're like, this isn't so much fun anymore. Right, because then you got to fix it all. Yeah. How often is there a breakage? Almost every time you go out. When we went out, nobody broke anything. There was a couple bent uh, lower control arms involved, but nothing too, nothing mission critical. Right. Yeah. I want to go back to, you're very handsy, very mechanic man, and we were kind of talking outside. Like, you've just grown up in shops, or like, yeah. talk a little bit about that. My uh, my grandfather was a mechanic for many years, and then uh, my father's still a mechanic, even though he's working at a body shop right now. But he retired out of combat after 35 years of being a heavy truck mechanic for them, and uh, you know. Back when we could go in there with them and learn how to, you know, just just be there with them, you know, I mean, we learned a lot. And anything I didn't learn from him, you know, my my brother kind of carried the torch. And, uh, you know, I've followed along. You know, my brother's helped me, you know, with my 95 Ford. He's helped me out with everything I've done to that truck. Everything. I can't even say I've done it because... I've pretty much just paid for it, and, he, <laughs> and he's helped me with the labor aspect of it. Um, the only thing I can say he didn't even touch. What was on that the biggest truck. bitch of a job on that truck? <sighs> Which one? They've all kind of sucked. If you want to go in chronological order, I blew the clutch out of it, and uh, my dad helped me put a new clutch in. That one wasn't too bad. Um, it was an overnight job, but you know, we got it done. It's still driving around. Um, and then let's see. And then I blew the rear end out of it. 
So then we rebuilt there, you know, put a new ring and pinion, new bearings, the whole nine. Drove it around for a while, and anybody who owns a 7.3 Power Stroke knows that if there is no oil under them, there's no oil in them. So in the quest of fixing oil leaks, my brother goes, hey, dude, you need a new turbocharger. All right, so, and everything with it. So we do that one, get that out of the way. That was just two weeks of waiting for the turbo to be built. And then uh, it was fine for, I don't know, six, seven months. I'm like, yeah, just get to drive it, you know. And then it needed ball joints. And uh, that turned into, I couldn't find, I went to put new ball joints in it. Ball joints have to be pressed into a knuckle. And uh, in the process of pressing them, they didn't press. They just dropped in. No. So the knuckles were stretched. And uh, so I'm like, okay, oh, no big deal. I'll just put new knuckles in it. Well, it's an F-250. 250s had this weird front end in there. It's called a twin traction beam, and I won't get too much into it. Anyway, they suck. So <laughs> I put an F-350 front end in it, which is this big, heavy-duty Dana 60 straight axle just looks like a monster truck coming down the road at you and uh we managed to hammer that project out memorial day weekend i don't know two or three years ago whenever we had that record-breaking hot so here we are in my buddy scott's garage house sitting for him because he went on vacation that weekend Mm -hmm. my truck and jack stands with whatever tools we could carry in the back of my brother's truck no air tools all electric all cordless whatever we didn't you know and me long story short we got that done that was probably the the worst project i've ever done to that truck my brother blew his back out at work that week so i literally it was basically you know he's like i can't do anything or not anything but he's like i can't do a whole lot so he was just sitting there pointing that stuff for me to beat apart and everything else it it ended up being a headache but i'm so glad i did it so glad i did it so yeah i've got my hands in a lot of different projects (laughs) a lot of a lot of hobbies my friend zach will tell you that i'm the most expensive friend he's ever had because i've gotten him into so many different hobbies with you know computer gaming and um, you know, archery being one of them. There's no such, I mean, you can find a cheap bow, but he went and found a nice one. Nice. So, oh yeah. That's always a good time. How, I want to talk about, um, your mindset mentalities. Where do you think a lot of them developed and what are some of them, some of the ones you carry now? Specifically what? Just anything in life, like things that you've, picked up that you lead your life with oh i've learned you know a lot from i mean like everybody else from their parents you know there's some things that you you know like one of the best things my father ever told me was it doesn't matter if you're walking to the bathroom walk with purpose Hmm. you know it, it shouldn't matter if you're you know walking to go pick up you know go push a broom or literally walking to go drop a deuce that, you know, you should walk with purpose Mm -hmm. no matter what you do, no matter where you go. You know, you should always have, you know, be moving like you've got to do something. And that's one I've always carried with me. And another one I always carried with me was um, nothing is beneath you. 
Mm. Doesn't matter if you're, you know, no, no CEO of the company, obviously, I'm sure. Big corporations, yeah, you have a janitorial staff. There's no reason why at the end of the day you can't pick up a broom and sweep your own hall or sweep your own office out if you have to. Mm-hmm. No job is beneath anybody. That's a good way to be. What are you most excited for this year with the company? Like what do you what are like some goals that you have or would like to see happen? Well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> with the company? Yeah. I would love to see nothing more than a pretty matching fleet of skags, grasshoppers, and Ford trucks and Ford cars with our name slapped on the side of it and I can just drive by and go, yeah, I don't even need to talk to the crew about that one. That one looks perfect. Yeah. Oh, same thing with the neighbor's house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, look at that. Tony's already got that. That's what I want. If I could have six Tonys or four Tonys. Oh, little Tony appreciation time there. I mean, seriously, I couldn't tell you how many times, especially yesterday when my back was hurting, how many times I looked at him like, I'm so sorry, dude. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. He's like, just shut up. He's like, <laughs> just fucking I work. get it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I'm like, I just feel like a piece of shit because I can't help as much. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, don't worry about it, dude. You want to talk about just a book of information on landscaping and Seriously. plant life and everything else. I'm like. You could tell he worked at an orchard. Oh, yeah. I mean, the man's just. Incredible. Crazy knowledgeable about the outdoors. Oh yeah, he likes I mean, it. literally, like, you know, I'm watching him. This man works sometimes, like, you know, the the definition of move with purpose, right there. I mean, I wish I could live to that expectation every day, but there's days I'm he even bust like, his ass. Fucking hey, it's like I feel so bad when we do this, like. 8 30, 9 o'clock shit to him. Cause I'm like, <laughs> fuck, this man's got to drive back to Aurora. Oh, okay. Shit. He's out in Aurora now. I was wondering where he was. Yeah, he lives in Aurora. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Tony is so great. I don't even know how we found him. We found him through a freaking Indeed posting. Are you kidding? I'm not even joking you. Hey, buddy. Shush. Yeah, I mean, just incredible dude. And I mean, just, just a you know, fun guy to work with too. Seriously. He's super lighthearted because he wants to be a comedian. I, oh, I, I still said I want to freaking record him a special, man, if he wants to. Oh, I'd be all about it. Out it. There. I'll be the canned laughter in the back. I don't care. The robot's talking. Oh, tell that bitch to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, man, I told him, I we, we could easily find him an audience. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just so... You know, an open book and crude. It's like, that's like, at least in my opinion, like, that's, that's the like funniest the type. comedian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, entirely. Like, you know, Bill Burr, any of those guys. That's how they all act. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And they're just, you know, perfect example, Joe Rogan, you know. Yep. He, he's just so, you know, this is me. Take it or leave it. I don't care if you don't like it, you know. Yeah. He doesn't have time for anything else. Exactly. And that's like the best part about him. It really is. Really. You know, I've seen Joe Rogan do stand-up here in Chicago twice. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm jealous. I want to see him so oh, bad. Oh, he's freaking hilarious. He is freaking hilarious. Is he short? Is he tall in person? Uh, I mean, <coughs> you know, he talks about being, you know, 
you know, I'm short, my hair's on fire, like it's fall, you know, falling out like my hair is on fire, but I don't know, he, he ain't that short. At least it doesn't uh, seem like it's, you know. He's Rogan. He's still Rogan. I mean. <laughs> is he jacked in person? I, it's been a hot minute, I couldn't tell you. Sure, sure. Damn, yeah. that's interesting. I would like to, I would like to go. Oh, somewhere. he's hilarious. I mean, he is hilarious. To, I mean. <laughs> You want to talk about literally laughing until you're crying and your ribs hurt, and you're like, yeah. I would really like to cut these ribs out of my just chest right now because they hurt so bad from laughing. <laughs> Makes you cry. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, laugh until you cry and cry until you laugh. I mean, <laughs> no no in between with them, man. <laughs> so you always say you love being behind a wheel. You just It's one of those things that you could do. All the time, everywhere. When did you? When did that come into play? When did you know that? Like, has that always been a thing? Was that? Well, when when we were growing up, my mom, uh, my my mom traveled as a kid, and mm. she brought that on to me and my brother. And uh, I mean, I've been traveling on summer vacations in the you know pickup truck and a trailer literally since I was. Six months old. Holy cow. Yeah. And then uh, my mom bought her first camper in 2001, I believe. So it was just like Im Im imprinted yeah. into your DNA. It's just been such a part of me, you know, and my mom bestowing it on us that, you know, I, I you know, saw the back of the country from the back of a 2005 F-150. And then uh, when I was old enough to get my permit, I traveled the rest of the country from the driver's seat of a 2011 f-250 and been doing it ever since and uh, when I do you recommend road tripping in trucks i recommend road tripping to anybody it is yeah whatever you know you can make to las vegas and how many hours on a jet blah, 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 blah. but so can everybody else the one thing about having a, a you know an suv or a truck and a trailer is that you can't do with United Airlines is stop and see the world's largest ball of yarn <laughs> or stop at the Kinsey Manufacturing Plant in Iowa yeah. and stop at all these little oddball places and just appreciate it and stuff like that. And the other part is, too, when you go from Illinois, which has an altitude of roughly 700 feet, to a place like Silverton, Colorado, which is over 10,000 feet, you don't have to pop your ears when you get off the plane because mm -hmm. your body automatically adjusts to the altitude and the environment changes. And it's just a lot easier way to travel on the body. And it's just, you know, no no kid will look back at their children and go, I remember when I flew to Las Vegas when I was seven years old. Yeah, never. But everybody will remember driving through the Black Hills of South Dakota, or sorry, of North Dakota. The journey is much That's greater. Makes it. We will literally pick out, be like, all right, we want to be in Bozeman, Montana on this day. And how we get there, and then we go, all right, we have to be back on this day. How we get there and how we get back, totally up in the air. That's fun. Totally up in the air. If we decide we like one area and we want to stroll around that for two days, then we stroll around it for two days. You know, as long as we make our destination, our main event, if you will, right. and we make it home, who cares? Everything in between is just for shits and giggles. Just doing that. Exactly. You know, 
I drove to the top of Pikes Peak in a 2017 F-250. That's cool. I mean, that's, you know, I don't know that many other people that have said that, like from this area, from my knowledge. I mean, I know tons of people have been to Pikes Peak, but done it in a Super Duty. Yeah. Like, it's tight, but it was so much fun. Yeah. But, yeah, that that's probably where my, my love for travel, my love for driving comes from is just from all that experience with my mom and then my parents being involved with the American Legion and traveling so much on the motorcycles that's where all you know, my my love for traveling comes in and you know then when I graduated high school and got my CDL and just was local hall I mean just the place were you I stoked got... when you got your CDL oh yeah oh yeah yeah, I've had I held a CDL longer than I held a regular driver's license. I only had a regular driver's license for I don't even think it was a year. Wow. Yeah, I had a straight D license because I had my motorcycle license tossed on it like six months after I got my regular license, and then I got mm -hmm. my CDL maybe five or six months after that. Mm. It was November, November of 2017 is when I got my CDL. Wow. Yeah. So right, right after high school. I want to ask most treacherous or like the most like mission impossible drive you had while at CSC uh, or just, I guess it during your hauling days. See, that's like, you got to give me like parameters on that one. Cause I can specifically tell you there was one day. All right, let's go the most like technical driving day. Technical driving day was, yeah. Just a lot of the days I spent downtown Chicago where yeah. it's you're cramming this 10-foot wide truck down a 10-foot 5-inch alleyway and just, you know, there there was one job specifically this past summer that I had to deliver to a lot where you literally get the bed of the truck in, hop out of the truck, fold your mirrors forward, and then just look out the back window and hope you didn't hit anything what? because it was about oh. that far off each, you know, maybe four inches off each side of your tires. You either ran over, like you'd hit a phone pole or you ran over these stakes that they had in the ground for putting garbage cans behind. Now, the, the cool. worst, I had two that I can think of really bad, like, Oh my God, why am I on the road moments right now? Okay. Two of them. One was just this past winter. I was installing windows with my friend, our coworker slash friend, whatever you want to call him, Brandon. And uh, we're on Route 59, right coming up to North Aurora Road. And there was this, everybody just to say, you know, it was a red light. So big truck, light. I start, you know, just take my foot off the gas and just start coasting. And I start tapping the brakes. And then I start hitting the brakes and realized we weren't slowing down. So this the truck. line had gone or something? No, this truck empty weighs about, we'll say 23,000 pounds. Sliding on ice at about 35 to 40 miles an hour towards everybody sitting in the intersection. Oh, my God. So I look oh. at, so I look over at Brandon. I'm like, oh my God, Brandon, I'm gonna hit somebody. He's like, nah, man, you're all right. I start pumping the brakes because you know, just like your car, 
if the car, if all four wheels lock at the same time, the car goes, oh, we don't need ABS. We're stopped. Because all four wheels stop like that. Because that's how ABS works. It senses one's locked up, but this one's not. So what's going on? And that's why it pulses. And your wheels kind of chatter. It helps you stop. So I'm pumping the hell out of the brake pedal. I mean, the truck sounds like it's having a sneezing attack from the outside because the air brakes. (laughs) And uh, by some luck, the person in front of me decided that they were going to cut over at the last second. So, and then this person on on my left side was like kind of cocked over to go into the left turn lane anyway. So I snapped the wheel over, which on ice is nothing short of just using your finger and spinning it. I managed to get the truck to slide to miss them and snap it back over to the right to bring the bring it back. And with the wheels cocked all the way over, it managed to plow enough snow and ice off of itself, like off the road, with just the tires turned to find traction to stop. Maybe three feet off the back of a minivan. <laughs> and then uh, right after I got, not right <laughs> That's after That's when I got, you got to check your pants after. Oh, yeah. I was like, <sighs> I literally looked over at Brandon. I'm like, why am I on the road? 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 Um, and then probably a, ye- a year after I got my CDL, I think it was the winter after I got my CDL. No, no. Two years. Two years after I got my CDL. I did do a delivery to Fairbury, Illinois. Whereabouts is that? Um, way down south. Okay. Not like way down south, but it's a good clip. Like cannabis grow up down south. No, it's uh, they put all those way down south, right? Um, I'll give you a. How about this? It's uh. Route 47 and Route 24. Okay. Which is about, uh, I don't even know. It's like, yeah, that's about as close as I can get you. Yeah. So I'm driving down there. It was January. And uh, again, real light load, real light truck, going down the road. And I catch this crosswind from hell to the point that my rear axles, I've got my right front tire on the rumble strip and my rear axles just over the center line because it's tar chip. So there's snow on it. There's some ice. And I've got this truck going completely sideways down the, not completely sideways, but dog tracking down the road. And uh, I've, I've never been more terrified that I was going to flip a truck over in my life because oh, it was every turn you would make, you know, when, oh. when your car slides, you can kind of, you can kind of fudge it and, you know, counter steer and drift it. When a big truck like that slides, you're just along for the ride. That's just how it is. I mean, you're, you're just there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that, that, that was probably one of the more, you know, oh shit kind of drives of my life like I took everything out of the cab the only thing that was in the cab was my cell phone was my <clears throat> excuse me was my cell phone 
Wow. Because if I rolled that truck over, I didn't want nothing to knock me out. I took everything out of the cab, my backpack, everything. Took all my, even my pocket knives, put in my backpack, put them in the side box. I've never been more terrified of rolling a truck over. It was bad. It wow. was really bad. But, uh, you know, but stuff like that is kind of what makes you, you know, appreciate, like, driving into the city. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, the, the city is really technical, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's the city. It's all paved. You know, it's not too big of a deal. I've learned to appreciate driving in the city. It's not that bad, but... Uh, yeah, that that was probably especially being young and having to prove myself as you know the young driver. I mean, I was to the day I left. I think I was the youngest person at CCS. Wow. I started there. I mean, I walked in the door at eighteen, so I was there for a while. But you know that that to me was probably one of the worst drives. Was really the one that I was like, "You did that, you can do anything." Mm-hmm. You, know, you did. You, know, you managed to keep that thing on the road. I mean, it was a slow... I mean, I wasn't doing 65 miles an hour down the back roads. I was doing like 35 miles an hour because it was every, you know, wind in the road, little curve. I mean, that truck broke loose, and he, I just kept slowing down, just kept slowing down. That's all you can do. I, I don't even have that wild of stories driving. You Holy can, Are there you, guys with crazy stories? Oh, yeah. I mean, talk to the guys that do the ice roads and stuff like that. Yeah, They've got some wild stories. You know, I don't I don't really have that much in the wild, way of wild stories. Sure. You know. Dang. What, uh, we've been recording for a while now. Before we wrap up here, I always ask people, what is one piece of advice if you could leave for everyone who's listening, what is that piece of advice? That's a pretty broad statement. It is. I mean, you got to narrow it It's not it like infinite, you know. It's like at this point in time in James's thinking, you know, we're always evolving. Just, uh, you know, always the, the one thing I guess I wish I'd like more people to bestow on themselves is... You know, you're, you can have, you know, everybody has an opinion. There's a reason that saying opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. Mm-hmm. I guess most people. I'm sure there's some genetic people out there. Yeah, deformities. There's, I was going to use the word defect. I'm glad you chimed in on that one. But, uh, well, you know, just for everybody to keep it more of an open mind. I would suppose, you know, everybody has their own opinion and you're entitled to it, but to keep an open mind and to, um, just to realize that at the end of the day, you know, we're all in this together, whether you Mm -hmm. like it or not. And the sooner everybody can kind of realize that, you know, the sooner that hopefully everything will start to calm down in the world. And I, I guess that's, you know, just, just to really keep an open mind, I guess, is really what I'm trying, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. You can voice your opinion all you want, but remember that everybody else has one too. Right. You know? I think that's a good thing about your leadership style. It's you're very, you're very, you're realistic, you're fair, but you set good expectations. I'd like to hope so. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you know, leadership style. I mean, all the leadership, you know, the leadership style and the leadership examples I've got have been, 
you know, really from my dad and watching him at ComEd, he was a crew leader. And, uh, you know, being the crew leader, he would tell, you know, he would take whatever the shit job was and he did it and give everybody else, you know, the gravy jobs and he would take the shit and he you know, he would spend as little amount of time in that office as he could. He spent the it's most amount man. of time on the floor working with those guys that he could because, you know, you're a crew leader. A crew leader leads from the front. Right. I've always been a pretty firm believer. Like, I hate the word, you know, some people are managers. I hate the word manager because manager to me implies you're going to sit behind a desk and tell me how to do my job. Mm. You know, a crew leader or some, you know, to that extent. Same thing like the difference between a teacher and an instructor. To me, an instructor, you know, one of my all-time favorite uh, people from high school is Mr. Hipple at IVIC. He was my welding instructor. And uh, he said it about the best. It's like, I can't teach you how to weld. He's like, there's no book I can open up and say, if you study page six enough, you'll know how to stick weld. <laughs> but what I can do is tell you to open up page six, read about why that happens, and then put you in the shop to try it. To try it and to show you it. That's where I struggled a lot in high school with math and everything else. Like I passed high school, two point two eight GPA. Anybody out there listening, now they know. Congratulations. D's get degrees. Don't live by that, but <laughs> That's the biggest difference. You know, an instructor goes out there, gets his hands dirty to show you, mm -hmm. to sit there and go, no, 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 this is where you fucked up. You need to do this. And Mr. Hipple would literally make us grind our welds out of a plate or a joint and re-weld it. And that was the best way to learn because now you're physically erasing your fuck up. Wow. And making it correct. Not just- Welding is such oh, a not, unique no. art form. It is. Um, it's yeah. so badass. The, if you want to talk about welding, you need to have either Josh Shank or TJ Ostrico. I would love to. We should talk. Yeah, to I would love to have him on and bring up our idea you had about the. Oh, for the the mower. Yeah, TJ yeah. already said he's like, you guys ever get any of those ideas? Just call me and let me know. I'm in. That's badass. Straight up. Oh yeah, he doesn't care. Welders are versatile too. I feel like they're a part of so many other industries. Well. Exactly. You know, the best part about welding that I loved welding is kind of like an, is it a is it a form of engineering? It, I would put it more as a trade. Okay. You know, engineer. See, if you call a welder an engineer, they'll just slap you because <laughs> an engineer fucks it all up on paper, and then a welder and mechanics alike, plumbers, basically every trade can agree on this one. Engineer goes, well, this is how it works. And they'll sit there from their clipboard and tell you what you're doing wrong and why you're doing it wrong and how you're doing it wrong. But they're not out there when it's 100 degrees sweating their ass off trying to cram that rafter in the building. They're sitting there telling you how it was supposed to be done on paper. They weren't there for when A, B, C, and D failures happened. And now you're sitting there on failure E going, I'm going to grab that 30-pound fucking hammer and a torch and beat that cocksucker into submission. They're not there for that part. Right. You know, they're sitting there going, well, if you know, if, if uh, you would have pulled this bolt and that bolt out, you know, it all would have fell apart. Well, they don't anticipate 40,000 miles of rust and bullshit building up on stuff. 
that's like the difference in my eyes between engineering and like you know being a mechanic and shit like that. Sure. You know, don't get me wrong; I've met plenty of people that can do can both. Do both, right? You know, God bless um, Bill Flowers. He's no longer with us. I believe today mm -hmm. is actually um, three years ago. Today he passed away. Oh. God bless. Yep, bless him. Um, he was an engineer. Um, really good family friend of ours. And uh, he was one of the engineers that could go, this is how it works. And then when it fucked up on him, could go back and go, okay, now I understand why. Right, he would use the mechanic side to then exactly. enhance his theoretical side. Exactly. He was you know, a great mentor specifically to my father, Bill was. He was a really... Really big influence in my father going into like gunsmithing and stuff like that. Your dad gunsmiths? Yeah, yeah. That's badass as fuck. Yeah, he he likes to. Where the hell does he do that shit? When does he have the time for that? He does it in the basement. Okay. Yeah. What does he make? Uh, he he likes working on like 1911s. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's you guys like, are all the Espositos are 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 unique hobbyists. Like, it's. It's not yeah. like, like, there's a lot of people, like, that have boring hobbies. <laughs> no hobby is boring if you enjoy it. Like, facts, I personally facts. hate golf. Talk about something I'm not good at. Yeah, I I'm hate really golf. good at driving the golf cart. Oh, yeah, you want me to put that some bitch in the freaking water hazard? I'm your man. You want me to hit that ball? <laughs> You're on your own. Yeah, you got the wrong guy. Yeah, no, no thanks. Yeah, no, we, um. You know, we, we just do so much different stuff. You know, like my dad put it about the best. At the end of the day, it's all nuts and bolts. Yeah. It all really is nuts and bolts. But the thing that trips all of us up, carpentry. Why? No idea. No idea. My father's gotten better at it these past couple of years doing like the, like you were in our house, you know, the whole upstairs. Yeah, you redid the floors. He did that all himself. Nice with the vinyl and all that too. That's no, that's a plank. That's no way. Right? Really? He did that whole floor himself. Nice. Turned out beautiful, but uh, yeah, carpentry. Ugh, I hate carpentry. I hate it. I hate it. I hate that. I hate being shocked. That's my other word. Like, and that's so backwards coming from a welder, but. From welding background, I can't even call myself a welder do, anymore. Do welders get shocked? It happens sometimes. Not as much as you get burned, but you I get got shocked. shocked once or twice last season. It happens. I that, hate it. I hate being shocked. My brother just oh yeah, it happens. I'm like no, I I get shocked. It, oh motherfucker! It gets you every time. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. I hate being shocked. I hate it. But, uh, I mean, it is what it is. Imagine being a fucking pole electrician or whatever. Oh, I, I tried. I tried to get into the uh, the local 701 IBEW. They denied me. I've tried to get into ComEd several times. They've also denied me. And, you know, I've, I've literally tried to stick my foot in all sorts of different doors. And, you know, it, it's one of them. It's like I just keep sticking my I, – I would literally call it firing the resume cannon. Because I would literally just fire that SOB off at like five or diff six different things and see if anything stuck. Yeah. And nothing did. And it is what it is. But, uh, you know, it, and, you know, I guess it is. It's just part of life. 
you know, just trying to find what you want to do and where you want to go. And, you know, like you said, I've always loved driving and stuff like that. Piloting, right? That's something that you're passionate about. Yeah, I'd like to. It's just a takes a lot more time than I have to devote to it right Right, now. yeah, I feel like that's a time, time-consuming yeah. activity. But, uh... I mean, even you said even getting your CDL, like, it takes some work to learn all that. It takes some work. I mean, if you, you can go to a school. There's schools out here. You can go, you know, pay a couple grand and go get your CDL. But I've always been a pretty firm believer in the best way to learn how to do anything is by doing it. You go get your CDL permit and just drive for a company. If you can find somebody that'll let you do it, that's how I did it. That's how my brother did it. And... You know, you don't sit there behind, you know, a classroom and, okay, you know, when you make a turn like this, no, it's, you know, you're sitting there in the turn, you go, oh, fuck, what the hell do I do? And that's how you learn, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, my, my mentor for getting my CDL, his name was Al Mendez. Um, he moved to Florida. Great dude, ex-Army Ranger, just, just great guy. And uh, he was, like, one of the greatest mentors to me for driving because, He's he just done it for so long and just his you know we we operated on the same wavelength. Okay. So he was like, no, 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 you gotta do it like this, otherwise you'll fucking run their car over, and then I gotta go out there and talk to them. And fuck them, I don't want to talk to them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Cole's gonna have so much fucking editing in this thing. Oh no, we don't edit out cuss words, but oh lordy, lordy, lordy. <laughs> But uh, we raw take. We just put the little explicit icon. Oh, there you go. But uh, I feel like I've 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 talked too much for my personal life, and I'm sure there's some other things that you want to pick my brain on. And we got all the time in the world to sit here and record. So let's see anything anything else. Just without what are your what are your what are your uh, what are your goals and dreams. Your aspirations, like right now, what are you working towards? Like this summer, this year, this... The next 20, 30, 30 I'm talking 40, 20, 30, 40. I would love nothing more than to have 40 acres anywhere that's not in Illinois to be able to land my own plane on and just enjoy my life. A with private a, airstrip. With or without kids, I... You know, really could care less. Yeah, is that way. something you plan on doing? No idea. It's not out no of the idea. picture, but it's a no idea. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it. I mean, it is what it is. You know, how right. many people have oopsies, and you know, Lord knows that's how I got here. So, uh, you know, it is what it is at this point. Sure. You know, I'm sure about ninety percent of the people in the world are. Oh shit, honey. You know, so <laughs> it is what it is. You know that. You know, I I could, you know, I, I've always lived by that. Can't take it with you when you go, so why bother having it? Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be, you know, there's a couple cars I want to build, a couple trucks I want to build. Oh, your, your F-150 you want to get soon. No, oh, that, that's different. That's like a, like, I, like my Explorer. I love my Explorer, but out of all the things I want to do and, like, between... Explorer, the Thunderbird, my truck, that is like my disposable vehicle. If that thing got creamed tomorrow by a semi, would I be pissed? Oh, yeah. Definitely be pissed. 
at the end of the day, it's a 2018 Ford Explorer. Guy my brother. They make used, tons of those. Guy my brother used to work with put it about the best. He goes, they make new ones every day, kid. <laughs> That's like my disposable vehicle. If that one got hit, yeah, it would suck, but and make do, I wouldn't be heartbroken. My Thunderbird, that's a different story. That's why I don't drive it very much. That's why nobody drives it very much. Right. You know, my grandfather bought it new in 83. It's got 32,072 32, miles on it. I just looked at the odometer the other night. That's crazy. Brand new. And does it still have all the original parts on it? Uh, Grandpa did a little bit to it, not a whole lot, but he did a little bit to it. And uh, you know, it, it's just a fun car. That's all. When do you when do you plan on taking it out? Like, do you have a whenever you get a chance? Up. Yeah. Whenever it's decent weather, really. I, I don't like driving it. No, it's got air conditioning, but it's like. Where do you go driving around here? Where's your preferred like driving spot? Um, anywhere west of Oswego. Okay. So, uh, anything that's you know, I've driven it to Naperville a handful of times. I'm not a big fan of it, but I've done it a handful of times. I like driving out here. Same thing being on a motorcycle. I like being out west. You know, roads are a little more free. You know, I can, you know, if I don't want to be on Route 71, I just hop off on some random farm road and just Crude. puts my way along. Yeah, that's sick. Huh, really cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think, is there anything else? Oh, I think, do you want to talk maybe a little bit about the... How do you have, okay, because me and Ethan, our dynamic is very different than you and your brothers. How the hell did you guys develop the dynamic you have? What do you mean? Like, you guys work very well in tandem together, where I think me and Ethan, we just butt heads, and that's how it works. Well, <laughs> me and my brother, I don't know, it was probably right up, probably till he turned, like, 17 or 18. Like, would you guys beat each other up when you were younger and shit? No, not really. <laughs> He'd yell at me all the time, but that's really about it. Piss me off. But that was really about it. You know, brothers, older sibling things. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, it had to have been when he turned around, like 17 or 18. And uh, I just started riding around with him all the time in his, in his truck, which sometimes pissed him off. But, you know, mom's like, take your fucking brother with you. And, uh. You know, I think at some point, both of us just kind of realized that, you know, you only get, you know, one brother. Right. You know what I mean? You only get, I, I've only got one, one Michael. Right. And we just kind of built off of that. You know, at the end of the day, he's my brother. Right. You know, you only, yeah, you 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 only get one family at the end of the day. Right. You know, I understand, you know, it, it gets tough for people and I understand their situation. You know, I've never been in that situation, but I can understand. And, uh, you know, I've just always been, you know, you know, you're, you're going to have friends that come and come and go out of your life. And, uh, you know, and that it, it's just a part of, you know, especially, you know, growing up, it's just kind of a part of how it goes, but you only get one family. At the end of the right. day, you really, you know, you only get one mom, you only get one dad, you know, your siblings, which you don't get to choose either. But, you know, I've only got one brother and I've only got one sister. You know, and me and my brother, like as far as working together, 
you know, he's very, I, I don't know. We, we just kind of figured out, like, when we do tree service work, you know, we just kind of have a way of, you know, I don't do heights, he does heights. So I, I'm the ground guy. I can put, we, we can put trees almost anywhere we want them. We don't have a boom truck. We don't have any of that. We just do everything with ropes. And uh, we can put stuff almost wherever we want it. I can't wait. Tomorrow's going to be fun. Yeah, well, we won't have any of that stuff out. No, yeah, we're not climbing anything. No, no, no. But if we do that job at Oswego, we will. We'll climb that? Oh, yeah. We'll have to top it. So we have to cut about the top 15 feet off the tree, and then we'll fell the trunk under the lawn. That, that'll be a cool one to do. Yeah, that'll be a dope video. That'll be very cool. Yeah, that'll be one to have the cameras out for, that's for sure. Can we put a GoPro on the trunk as we drop it? Your camera, if you want to smash it, have at it. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Shit, for one good shot. Discovery Channel over here. We're going to trash 400 GoPros this year. Yeah, no, they literally said disposable GoPro budget. Oh, I know. You ever watch Deadliest Catch? No, they probably <laughs> lose those bitches left and right. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they do. Into the ocean. Yeah, no, uh, but no, like our dynamic. I, to be honest with you, I wish I had a better answer for that because I've sat there and thought about that sometimes. It's fun, though. Like, at what point did me and him just kind of realize that, okay, you know, it, it's easier to work together than to work against each other? Sure. You know? And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't know. I wish I, re I really wish I had a better answer for you on that one, but I, I really don't. No, that's a good answer. I want to cover this topic, too. How do you, how did, when the position, taking the position, joining the team, when that first came about, what was your mindset? What were you thinking? Uh, my first thing was these people are nuts for wanting me to manage. There was honest to God, my first thought was like, why in the, out of all the qualified people you could decide to go I want you to come work for me and manage stuff. <laughs> I was the first person to go, why the fuck would you want me to do it? I'm just a truck driver. Why the fuck would you want me? And uh, not that I'm not grateful or anything. It's just yeah. that, you know, my, that's how my mind works. And then, you know, we sat down and we start going over, you know, jobber the first go around. And I'm like, fuck this shit. Fuck it. No, thank you. And, uh, going over that and then it starts to fall into place and uh you know we're sitting there signing paperwork like i said for the truck and the trailer and i'm fucking panicking because i'm like we just took on how many thousands of dollars of debt and we don't have any incoming what the fuck are we doing i, I was <laughs> freaking out i'm sitting there i'm like do i need to try and get my old job back shit <laughs> you know so many different scenarios going through my head like did right. i make a huge mistake what the fuck am i thinking and uh I just kind of, the one night, just sat down and went, you know what? At the end of the day, if all this shit fails, everything fails, I can get rid of my Explorer, pretty much break even on that loan, and start over. And uh, it's a good place to be at 22. No, it really is. And that was really comforting to me to go, okay. I have a plan B. I have a plan B. That's... And if I have to, you're do a very that, calculated person. I've always noticed that. I I am, and I'm not. Like there's certain sure. things that I'm very like, you know, like the inside of our trailer right now drives me absolutely bonkers <laughs> we because there's that. just shit everywhere. 
And it drives me nuts. There's stuff like that. We can that solve I, it pretty easily too. We just got to get the racking. We just got to get racking, which is it's no big deal. But there's stuff like that that I'm very methodical on, and there's a way to do things. And you know, some of my pet peeves that brands that. too, very tools. That I'm like, very brand loyal. Um, yes. Still, Echo. Specifically, Ford Motor Company. You know, always looking for sponsorship on that one, Ford. Um, He'll start posting on social media more if you sponsor him, Ford. Oh yeah, especially if you still got any parts for that OBS Ford of mine. Um, <laughs> brand loyalty has always been heavy in the family. Yeah, always been heavy in the family. You know, Grandpa's Grandpa started the Ford trend, and my father obviously carried that on, and. I, the only person in my household directly to break the Ford trend was my brother when he bought my grandpa Patla's 99 Ram 2500. And uh, that was only because it was grandpa's truck. So other than that, yeah, we're, we're really brand He's loyal. back on the brand now, though. Oh, yeah. We're very brand loyal to that. Um, and, you know, same thing with, like, our power equipment for Prismatic. You, you know, I, I've always liked... Skag equipment. <coughs> um, same thing with wanting to pursue getting a grasshopper. I, I have to ride one because I hate how they look. Dude, they look cheap. Okay, grasshopper, the best way I can describe it. They're fucking wonky looking. Is It's like a left-handed boxer. They are single-handedly <laughs> the ugliest commercial grade mower you can find. The ugliest. Ugliest, but they haven't changed design in, I don't know. 30 years. I will say, when we were driving today, I saw a farmer doing his ditch in his house on a grasshopper. Those grasshopper mowers. I remember sitting in front of a computer with my brother, probably 10 years old at the time, you know, me 10 years old at the time, if not younger, looking at these things, because that's what we do for fun. You know, most kids run outside and play with stuff. No, 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 no. We look at... Look at equipment. Stupid shit. Yeah, yeah so... I remember looking at these things online, and then we went to Dayton, Ohio, of all fucking places, for the the hamvention out there. They used to do it at, at uh, Hera Arena, Hera Arena, and uh, the campground we stayed at had one. And my me and my brother were like, holy fuck, that's an actual. Look at that, they got a grasshopper, you know. And they were always cool mowers to us. And then I, you know, started landscaping the first time, and. Uh, was like, okay, you know, commercial-grade shit's way, way better. So then I started looking into them again, and then I got out of landscaping. And uh, my brother bought his property in Newark, and he bought a commercial-grade walk-behind, and then he bought his 99 grasshopper mower. And uh, that, that, that thing is just the definition of a tank. Yeah. I mean, they are so built to last, built to be worked on, easy maintenance, user-friendly, you know, they're not cluttered. They're they're just such a hardy machine, you just can't beat them. Same thing with those skags. I mean, yeah. besides our stupid little mess-ups we've had with our 52-inch. Which are probably all user. <laughs> definitely today. <laughs> I'm putting that one on you, but... I don't know when that would have happened, though, because I... Th I, I guarantee you it was just coming down that ditch all them times. I, yeah, Banging definitely. the asphalt like that. 
out of all of it, that that's probably the only thing I can think of that would do it. The only time I could think it definitely might have been that time, but it wouldn't have been because I think it happened closer to the end. Even then, I, I, I'm it, just there was the one time I went fucking up, and the hill went in deep and then up out more, and I literally fucking popped a wheelie, torqued that thing on two wheels the rest of the way up, but it went up. I'm just pointing the finger at you because you're the last operator. <laughs> That's all it is. But Restore you know, church is hell on that. Yeah, no shit. But, uh, yeah, and no, all back to, like, you know, that it's, like, you know, I like, you know, the grasshopper equipment. One, they're so versatile. Mm. You could take the deck off, put a snowplow on it. Take the snowplow off, put a snowblower on it. Take mm-hmm. that off, put an aerator on it. Put a sprayer on it. Put a cab on it. Put a whatever you want on it. And they're just, you know... They're maneuverable, they're low profile, they're tanks, they're good machines. I just don't like the ride-ons. Now that I've had a stand-on, now that I've used the stand-on, I don't want to go back to sitting down. You'll have to. You'll I have to really specifically brothers. like that the mower sound in my ears, because I'm freaking deaf, Yeah, is below me. It's not yeah. next to me. I got to take a piss. <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay. Go, yeah, go pee, and then we'll, I actually, I want to wrap it up here, if you're cool with that. Care. Yeah, um, let's. Let, I'll have you go to the bathroom and then we'll. All right, we're back from a little break. Just sitting down, talking about. It's your first podcast, right? Correct. It's honestly probably the first time I've ever actually been recorded. Wow. Yeah, I don't do. Uh, you don't do much media. No, not at all. Yeah, you're pretty. Chillax I'm a very. Uh, you're more observer than a user. I'm a, exactly much more of that and. Uh, you know, even like with our company, I'm a lot more. You're probably on the internet more on our company than you are by yourself. No, no, no. internet's a whole different ballgame. Because <laughs> I'll sit there and look up all sorts of stupid shit just to kill time if I have to. No, um, like I've always been a very the work speaks for itself kind of thing, where you take a much more media approach to it, which. Yeah. Like, there's some times where I'm like, come the fuck on, Chad, come on. <laughs> and then there's other times where I'm like, that's his thing. That's that's your thing, not my thing. Just because it's not my thing doesn't mean it's not our thing. Yeah. We drive 100% of our sales right now through. Oh, I know. And that, that's, I catch myself, you know, like, like I said, it's like me and Tony were even like, you know, we're so, you know, the best advertising is your work. Oh, a hundred percent. That's and, why I'm happy I have you guys. Yeah, and that's because that's, that's my best advertising. Oh, on page. exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, thank God there's people like yourself because if you made me like, honestly, like you gave me and Tony that GoPro yesterday. Yeah, you fuckers. I just even wanted even, dude. That bullshit when you guys were just like cracking jokes in the car and just a dash cam of that man oh, as a fuck. vlog interlude would be hilarious. It, it's it's. Not all of it, not all the car talk, but you know. No, but it's just like neither one of us are like. It's you. You have no. You said it earlier. Old school person built in a new school. Oh yeah, world. old school, new school world. I somehow fall in the middle. I sh- I shouldn't say I'm totally old school, but I definitely fall in the middle there somewhere. Sure. But no, it's like the. <laughs> we're just laughing. You give us that GoPro. We're both like. He just wasted so much money by giving us this thing. Because we both were like, this is probably just going to sit in the truck, isn't it? And I'm like, 
Yeah. And then we started moving those two big beds in the back, and I'm like, I'm not touching that. Yeah, GoPro. fuck that thing. I ain't touching that motherfucker. It nope. would have been great to catch footage of. Yeah, yeah. Me and Jared definitely look like two idiots in the back. I literally, <laughs> to break up those timbers, I literally cut them with the axe in the corners, and then we levered them out of the ground. That's why some of those are still in, like... Yeah, they're pronged. Yeah. Hindsight being twenty twenty, definitely would have grabbed a Sawzall for that one. Really? Just, just cut them up. Yeah. But instead, I'm sitting there beating an axe at it like a freaking idiot. I'm like, come on, damn it. <laughs> but, you know, oh my, my back hurt. You could ask Jared. They're just like, I take like three swings, take a step back. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And I'd like swing it again wrong and wince and just about fall over. Like, why am I here today? Why am I here today? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, because I have to be. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, I fucking left my cushy fucking seat with a wheel behind it to sweat my ass off on my That's feet. okay. I was getting, yeah, like, the stereotype truck drivers, you know, you just sit there and eat and get fat. And there's some truth to that. My personal favorite, <laughs> like. I, I like when I came home from school and the first thing you said to me was is, yeah, I pretty much live off a trucker's diet. <laughs> oh, dude, it's especially once COVID hit. It was like, well, all right, what kind of truck stop food can I get today? You know, because it's, right. you know, you couldn't get anything at the grocery store even. It was bad, but, you know, my my personal favorite is we, we had a, a guy in the warehouse. And uh, right after I got my CDL, he's like, you know. You're, it's not that, yo, I don't understand why you're so tired at the end of the day. You you're just sitting there driving all day. Like, do you have any idea, honestly, how stressful driving something that big is? And I'm not, I don't even drive full semis. I drive little straight trucks, 26 foot flatbed. And, uh, you don't understand, you know, you get in a car accident, somebody, they'll get hurt. Somebody might get really hurt. You know, somebody might die if you get in a head on. You get in an accident that involves anything over 30,000 pounds, 90% of the time somebody dies. So you got a lot of that mental going on, and then you're worrying about not yourself driving as much as it is, all the dipshits around you. Right. Because nobody, nobody thinks. And I had to take a driving, I got a speeding ticket, had to go to driving school. And, uh, this girl in the back, you know, I I go to check in. The instructor goes, you got a CDL. I'm going to be using you. Like, out, out fucking standing. So we're sitting there in the class, and uh, he would reference things to me like, you know, how is this different? You know, how should people view this if there's a semi with them or next to them or in front of them? Just a big truck in general. And uh, the topic of short stopping came up and this girl goes well i thought semis could stop faster because they have more tires what the and i turn around and look at her and i go okay your car weighs maybe six thousand pounds if you drive a, a good size SUV, suv or something Maybe 6,000 pounds. My straight truck empty. 
weighs 23,000 pounds. Now, I do have more tires, but they're bigger. They're heavier. My brakes are bigger and heavier. And I look at her and go, what hurts more, <laughs> getting hit by a linebacker or getting hit by a quarterback? She's <laughs> like, well, I don't know. Like, at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're trying to stop so much kinetic energy. Yeah, I mean, it, it just blew, blew my mind. You know, and it's things like that that when I was driving, I had to think about. Like, I can't believe there's people out there that... I was I I was just completely just flabbergasted. Right. I thought semis could stop faster because they had more tires. I'm like, oh. That's man. a we, that's a weird complex on the idea that bigger is kind of better when. Yeah, it it, it was definitely different. Um, I mean, I'm not trying to <laughs> knock on people that like don't understand because if you if you don't get like if you don't have that kind of knowledge on it reason that conclusion from like the idea of you look at a small rock it weighs less you look at a bigger rock it weighs oh more. yeah oh yeah i mean exactly my point would you rather get slapped in the face or shoved <laughs> right. that's the difference between nitrous and turbos on a drag car <laughs> what hurts more being punched or being shoved that's the difference between nitrous and turbochargers but not my point as far as like Driveline shock load and stuff like that goes. Yeah, it, it gets pretty interesting really fast. And that's stuff that's way over my knowledge. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, I don't even, circling back to what we're even talking about, I completely forgot. But we were, I, I don't even know how we went down that road. It was CDLs or something like that. Yeah, it was something along the lines. We've spent a lot of, lot of this podcast talking about me driving. Which is quite an interesting topic. There's not many people that it's interesting to hear talk about driving. You got oh, an interesting yeah. driving story. Like I said, and I don't even have that wild of stories. I I really don't. I mean, I yeah, it's just the years on the road that brings them. Yeah, I mean, I don't you know. I've got maybe five years of commercial driving. There's guys out there have done and seen a lot more, and you know, it's it's impressive. It's really impressive to talk to some people, and uh, yeah. Well, any other topics you want to hit or touch? I mean, nothing I can really uh, think of off the top of my head. I mean, like me and you were talking about, like starting this year with Prismatic. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't really. You know, you're asking me. There, oh, I guess here we go. You know, you're asking me about coming into this year and uh what what i'd like to accomplish with the, the yes. company this year and everything else it's like you know i i just want to i want to be you know we we just i just want to be the standard yeah that that's my goal like which i know that, that everyone exactly like. you know i i i just want us to be you know, I I want the neighbors to go. Oh, who who did your lawn? Oh, Prismatic, right? You know, little company out of Sandwich, just just two crews. That's what I want. Yeah. No, I also like I said. You know, I want to streamline everything for the guys, and you know, I want to bring more Tonys on. Dude, we had already talked about if I could have the landscaping crew just be four Tonys. 
Holy shit. That's all I would want. But uh, one in one hand, shit in the other. So, <laughs> I mean. That is honestly, that sums up entrepreneurship like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Trust me. That's like, you know, there, there's sometimes too, like, you know, talking to Ethan, it's like, all right, we need racking for the trailer. Well, we can't do that just yet. Like, oh, fuck. Okay. And then if you're, if you're, if you're one of those people that wants to get to the why, and then you just start hearing all the other reasons why, it's like, okay. Oh, yeah. Th- th- no, no, no. I, I've, I've just learned to just shut up. <laughs> what the fuck do you mean I can't? Well, once that word comes up, well, then it's like, oh, fuck. And you're just sitting there like, kill me, kill me, you know? Because I don't come from, you know, the like, Ethan just blows my mind with just how fast he can just do, you know, like, the numbers and come up with, what if we do it like this? Uh, never mind, we'll do it like this. It's He just yeah. blows my mind. And it's He's like, just solving Rubik's Cubes all day. Yeah. You know, I had the conversation with him, and I don't even know if I ever really had it with you. It's like, it's so cool for me to, you know, like I was telling my own brother, it's like, I remember helping him get one of the mowers running in your guys' garage and oh sunflower how many years ago in it to come to this. Like seriously when we were doing all those lights, I looked at him and I go, dude, you have any idea like how proud I am to like be like, I know that kid. Like yeah. I helped him work on like one of his first mowers back in the day. Oh my gosh. Talk about disorganized. Back in the day. Well, oh, not even. I give a shit about that. But like, <laughs> that was not the point of this story. <laughs> you know, it was sure. Just, no, it's it is wild to see. It is. Like, I I just can't believe like, even from the outside perspective, it's like I'm so proud to be like, I know him and like yeah. I helped, even just a fraction of this in the beginning. Yeah, I like I like when people are, when Jake Jake's family was. At first, when you hear people say, like, oh, I work for a 17-year-old, that, like, blows their mind. Oh, yeah. You know, for me, it's just, like I told him, it's like I left my job of five years to come work for him. I'm like, right. that's not a leap of faith and trust. Right. You know, I don't know what it is. I liked when they were like, we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that was, I mean, a lot of people just... <laughs> joshing with me too oh yeah dude you have to bust balls if you don't oh bust yeah balls. that's that's part of like being in a blue collar trade that's different yes. that's like that's half the reason i hate i could never have an office job if, if it wasn't here because i hate the fact of you know it, it, you'll you'll see like when me and my brother work together yeah do we get straight up just fucking rude to each other <laughs> Like to anybody else, anybody else would try and cock a swing on you. Anybody else, me and my brother, you have, and seriously, I'll walk right through the front door of his own house and be like, get your stupid lazy ass up. Let's fucking go, whore. And he'll be like, oh, fuck. All right, it is like 12 31 o'clock, ain't it? Yeah, motherfucker, let's go. You know, he's, all right, fuck it, let's do it. You know, and that, that's just how we are, how we work. And, yeah. you know, but that's like any. Like blue collar trade job, like you gotta have thick skin. Sure. You know, like Tony said, the best. This job ain't for everybody. This career ain't for everybody. Just blue collar work. You know. And the crazy thing is, is like, for the people who it is, though, it's fun. 
Oh yeah. It's really, you know, because you get that camaraderie, you know, at any time you find me one office job where I can stand up in my critical and go, Dave, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> you find me one office job I can do that in. Like, Dude, seriously, you, you tell me You want to stand up and speak up loud? I'm going to infract you just for that. I don't care about the words yet. Now yeah, let's lead exactly. on to the second infraction for the word. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. know exactly what you're talking about. You spoke about. over 30 decibels in the office, James. <laughs> Dave didn't like that. So now you have to go to sensitivity training. Do you remember your 90-day we had? Yeah. Yeah. Dave mentioned decimals. <laughs> yeah. That was in the employee handbook. <laughs> yeah, then you get to the HR chick. You did you read your handbook, James? Did you read? <laughs> you got your handbook, Mike Wazowski. If you didn't read it, we got to let you go. You signed it. You signed it on the day you said you'd come work here. <laughs> yeah, that's where you walk. All right, Todd. Fuck you. I mean, it's <laughs> uh, like, by the way, if you quit, I still need that report by Monday. Yeah. I need that report by Monday. Okay, Todd. Suck an egg. It's Goodbye. funny, though, because, like, I'm kind of that way. Like, I've been writing up for, like, you know, my marketing team and stuff. Like, I'll write up reports. I'll be like, I need this. I would like this done by this date. And I'm like, I'm a yeah, little bit of that. Like, like we talked about. I, like, s I almost sent you an email last night, but then I didn't have direct things yet. I was like, I, I need, like, one more week before I can start doing, like, more ops-related scheduling for you. Just tell me. It's Mostly, part, I, I sent you podcast, one email this okay. week about the dump, contacting oh, yeah. them for the two-yard. Yeah. You gotta, like, I'm one of those people, too, like, I got that email, and I just started working on it. And I know I didn't follow I like up with that. you at all. No, I, until, I, but like, I don't expect needing to. I just expected to get Yeah, well, done. it's like, you know, and then Ethan, I talked to him about the stuff with Busted Knuckles straight up. You know, we talked about it, and I'm like, okay, I could just scratch that off. Right. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, exactly, and I knew you two already did that. And exactly, you know, on the dumpster. I oh, damn, that damn aerator, bro. You know, eh, it is what it is. It, it's nice, though. Yeah. It's big. I like how big it is. It took up a fat chunk of, of yard real quick. Yeah, when it ran. Yeah. We'll get it. I'm not worried about that, but... um. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be an interesting season. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to, you know, learning things from Tony. I'm looking forward to learning, Seriously. you know, like I've really started looking at different smaller companies. You know, like I love Skag, I love Grasshopper, but you know, start looking at smaller companies for some of this equipment, the more niche stuff. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, that that huge hustler more like yeah, that's man. that's such a niche product right there but that's one of those things that you saw me roll that off the back of a trailer yeah you're gonna have all these you know guys in the neighborhood they're like how big is that freaking mower on that trailer holy shit <laughs> yeah literally they're gonna be like you fit that on there yeah exactly uh, the crazy thing is that that thing is a stand on yeah it's an 88 inch dude i haven't standing. seen anything like that yeah hustler basically said that's crazy. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, they literally did. They, they have a 104-inch or 100-and-some inch sit-down zero turn. And then they have that 88-inch standy. It is incredible. Is it still durable? Yeah. I mean, they're like, oh, you know, the, 
you know, the wings pitch like 15 degrees because they're no belt driven. Just, just to, like while you're mowing, they flex yeah. a little bit. Like you can't do like a ditch, but like yeah, I was gonna say like, res- like restore on the side. Oh, you could side hill that, no problem. Yeah, but yeah, guys, like they hold up. They're they're good machines. They're, it's a hustler. Hustler man. Makes I want to watch video of this after. This is something that I love nerding out about. Is like the tools are well, so cool. Well, and that's like always been kind of my thing. Is like I like. You're gonna make our crews more efficient year over year. I already can tell that. I hope. I mean, I know if, that. Even if we don't, I want other companies, you know, smaller guys to be like. I want to join them because it's fucking cool how yeah. co- organized and how equipment it exactly. is. Exactly, like, you know. It, it's just stuff like I mean, that just, that I like. Just the pay alone is already like most guys are like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, well, we, we won't get into that, but no. you know, it, it's like I, you know, it's like especially like the small business, like Corey Ballard. You know, uh, if, if Corey Ballard, we're trying. Hears I, this, I'm actually looking to let's say what you're gonna say. I'll yeah. clip this and put it on our page. Yeah, Corey Ballard. If uh, you somehow manage to hear my voice. Um, yeah, you make nothing but awesome products. Literally made, you know, you have a landscaping company and you make nothing but just kick ass products for landscapers. I got a 48 inch bobcat walk behind and a 61 inch grasshopper zero turn with your X blades on it. That's all we run here at Prismatic is your X blade kits. Oh, and yes, dude, they are the cat's ass. Like, <laughs> good job. I, Kudos. I, I can't, like, you know, you want to talk about like a small business that this dude literally has a landscape. Dude, he company. started his yeah, he, Perfect Cut. Yeah, dude, I, literally, I'm obsessed with Perfect Cut. You want to talk about like the the he's the, the pinnacle, the yeah, pinnacle. You know, the yeah. guy went. You know, I mean, there's, there's no better own advertisement for your own shit than literally using it every freaking day. Right. Like that he is he started the his company just like Ethan did though when he was young. Yeah. He just jumped on and started doing it. Yeah, I mean that that, you know, everything he sells is like you know, especially the stuff that he you know that's in house mm-hmm. is just awesome. Like those I want to get those idea. If we get the grasshoppers for cleanups, does the grasshopper have a blower pack? Have you not? Have you ever seen my brothers? Yes, it does. And then get the bollard attachment for the leaf handle blower. You could throw on the front, bro. Are you yeah. kidding me? Even then, it's a 60, because they're a front mount deck, you can literally stick the deck right under a pine tree, because it sits four feet in front of the operator station. You just back up, turn around, go to that the That is kind of super nice. Yeah. You can mow under trees But every other property up. we have, though, today, the two skags we run are Oh, yeah. I mean, perfect. I can't. Yeah. Those, I wish the 30, I wish we had, like, a 42 and that and then the 52 because that the 32 is such a good mower for tight spaces but that's but it the tires on it are so narrow that it scallop it just it 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 tears up really really quick sure you, you just can't side hill with it very good because you know the the tires are so narrow the contact pattern is so small you can't go on weird angles yeah. it slides really quick it does slide yeah. really really quick but I mean, talk about a little powerhouse. That yeah. that mower is just such a powerhouse. No, it works really well for like these freaking residential front yard areas. Boom. Yeah. Vroom, vroom. Oh yeah. I mean, no doubt. You know, especially and the gate entrances. It's nice. Yeah, that's the. Best I mean, you got to remember. With before this, we would gate entrance with pushes, with handheld pushes. Yeah, we got to get a. I got to get that plastic flap off and put a grass flap on it. Mm. 
one that actually shuts all the way. So when you go through a gate, you're not reaching down doing this stupid shit, trying to flick it up or yeah. bungee cords. It'll just be nice. E- either Bollard sells the advanced discharge chute, which has a big lever on it, or the company Grass Flap, it's a pedal. And I got to just decide which one I want. Right. So. Dang. So much. Yeah. I love, you know, like I said, help with the, the small businesses is really what I, you know, that's like, again, shout out Corey Bollard. Get it if you ever hear it. Kick ass. We're going to try and book him for the show. Eventually. For the podcast. We'll, we'll see. I, I, it'd be cool. I, I just don't personally see it happening. But um, I said if, if we can pull it off, we'll make a trip down to Iowa. Oh, I, oh, I'll drive down there myself. <laughs> you'll, yeah, you'll, you, you'll be the chauffeur for it. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, just, dude, I'd, I would make I'd a. Love we, you more. know, we'd, I'd make a whole video. Yeah, out of you it. don't know nothing more. I would love to sit down and shake that man's hand. Yeah, I would just love to hear so much about how he runs his businesses, where he started, what were pivotal mistakes he made in the beginning. I give a shit about that. I want to know how he thought of what he's building, like what what led him to the point of. You know, I should strap another mower blade down there mm-hmm. and create the X-Blade kit. Like, I, w- I want to know stuff like that. See, that, sure. that's what I love about, like, what we got going on. You're all, like, the business numbers side of it, which I give two flying fucks about. <laughs> I want to know how it works. And right. why? Why did... At what point did you sit down and go, no, I, I need to make that? Like, what brought you to that point? Nobody else, was it not supported? Was it too expensive? Was it proprietary? Like, that's the stuff that I'm really interested in. And if we keep on that track, though, when you finally are like, I think I've come up with one while I was on the shitter or while I was out walking my dog, I found an idea. We need to do this and we can pull the trigger. Oh, and that's my point. You know, it's like, but I guess, like, coming full circle, it's like, you know, I've... That's, like, my favorite thing to do, though, is, like, look up these these small companies that, you know, these guys make a super niche product that everybody but they do else... they it so damn well. That everybody else looks at and goes, why the fuck would I pay, you know, $200 for that when I can do it with a $30 rake? But then it's like, you know what? You put that on one machine and you give it a shot. And then eventually, some you know, there's sometimes you'll, you'll get stupid shit like that, and you're like, all right, it was a waste of money. Why would I bother? But then there's stuff that, like, perfect example, my Blue Parrot Bluetooth headset for truck drive, the one I had when I was a driver. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's just a Bluetooth headset. After I bought that Bluetooth headset, no freaking idea how the hell I, I used to drive without that thing. Mm-hmm. Just a, literally the best Bluetooth headset I've ever had. So clear. The battery lasted like three freaking days. Oh, you days. called me with those, dude. You, yeah. I, it sounds like you're in your house just sitting yeah. on the couch. That's what I mean. It's like stuff like that. You know, where that that's like help with the little guy stuff that I like. You know, it's like, you know, this one dude in Montana makes, you know, this certain bagger kit for a mower. You know, it's like, well, let's give it a shot. You know, yeah, it'll cost you a little bit more. Sure. But. You know, it might be the world's best bagging kit, you know. That's just an example. I have no idea. If there's right. somebody out in Montana that's making really awesome bagger kits, we'll hit buy me em. up. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, it, it's just stuff like that that I'm really looking to do with the company because, you know, we already have odd colors with the, the blue and the green. Yeah. And I, I really dig that, and I like going on with, keeping it odd vibe 
Yes. That's being... what I really like. And keeping it unique to us. Right. And if there's these stupid little niche products that can just maybe not make us better than anybody else. But we know why it's us. Yeah. But we know that, you know, we have those and they work great. What you're what I'm getting at here and what I'm understanding is is like every chef can cook the same plate and the same recipe, but the amount of spices and the way that our chefs fucking prepare it make it our exactly. way of making that dish. You know, like some And that's people, why you'd want to buy that every time. Exactly. You know, some people will only buy Calflon pans and there's other people like me that are like it's We a need to get a hold pan. of Carhartt, man. We wear so much Carhartt gear, we could use a damn yeah. sponsorship. I mean, I'd love nothing more than a sponsorship from Carhartt, but we're such a small company and they're such a big corporation that yeah, we're, they're we're just a drop that. in the bucket. Exactly. You know, you, you got better off. Your odds are better with you know, somebody small, somebody local. Starting up, does something competitively to Carhartt. Exactly. But, uh, you know, Carhartt does make a good product. You know, there's certain things that, you know, I really love about Carhartt stuff. There's other things I really hate about Carhartt stuff, but, you know, it is what it is. I just don't like how big their shirt sizes I are. I told you I wanted a medium. I took everyone's high sizes, so I didn't. I wouldn't have anyone's fit. I told you. But they make us all look like we're freaking obese. Dude, I, when we sat there at the table, you're like, what size shirt do you wear? I'm like, is that a Carhartt with a shirt pocket? You're like, yeah, that's what we're going to have. Like, medium, please. Buys large. I distinctly remember that. Then you hand me all these. I'm like, really, Chad? Oh. Really? Large. It's all it. like we're wearing birthing clothes. Oh my god, you know, the back of my head, I'm like, well, you know, the little voice in the back of my head's like, hey, talk it be, in, you'll be okay. <laughs> you know, then, you know, I walk out, I, I walk out of the kitchen and look, or in the bathroom, look at myself oh. in the mirror, I'm like, Jesus Christ, look like I weigh 300 pounds. And the little voice in my head's like, <laughs> I told you to talk it in, dipshit. You know, it's like, it, it's just all over the place. You have no idea what saying. the hell's going on. Hey, you're going to thank me when it's 90-something degrees outside and you're breathing. I thought you were about to say I'm going to thank you because when I gain 90 <laughs> fucking pounds, it'll actually fit. <laughs> like, uh, keep these for, no. keep these for in 10 years when they Yeah, fit. keep this for 10 years when I'm about as fucking round as I am tall. <laughs> oh... <laughs> That's one point I was trying to make. Another good reason I, I decided to come back to landscaping and specifically with prismatic was driving all that time. Yeah, you, you do sit in, you know, like I said, it, it's a mentally stressful job. Sometimes it's pretty physical, especially what I did. But yeah, your unload sounded physical, especially in the rain. Some of them. There was a couple. You're stuck in the mud. And, I, oh I, my God. I only got stuck like four times. Okay. I, I was pretty fortunate, but. Um, it's not, it's just you, when I graduated high school, yes, I weighed about 170 pounds. I just got my DOT physical done, I don't know, what was that, about a month or two ago, I talked to you about it? Yeah. 215. I stepped on that scale, and I went, holy fuck, what in the fuck did I do? I've been trending up. Yeah, and I'm like... I was like, all right, I got to do something about this. And he's like, 
you want to go work for me? We're going to do some landscaping. I'm like, oh, that's shit. a good way to sweat out about 40 pounds, ain't it? You know, to, to quote Tony Ralston, you know, you, you end the season fit as a fiddle, and you come back in the summer just a little thick in the middle. Yep. I mean, it, and how true that is. We were humping all that mulch and, you know, not even the mulch, but specifically the dirt yesterday, and I'm standing like, holy shit, I'm fat. Dude, talk about feeling fat. How about that aeration today? Oh, my God. That thing shits the bed halfway through the backyard. Back of my head, I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew when I started there, when I pulled that thing out. And I couldn't get it started easy. And then Tony was like, yeah, we need James. (laughs) I was like, yeah. Well, I was like, well, you you just got to talk nice to her, you know? And I I just (laughs) give her a little bit of choke, you know? It's like... I'm like, all right, we're good. Go. And I was like... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Shit. Try it again. Try it again. (laughs) Fuck. All right, I think I got it this time. (laughs) Okay, I'll just walk next to it. I'll walk next to it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, be okay. I'll I'll just pace you. I'll just pace you. (laughs) Shit. Okay, okay. Are we going to pull it? Chad, what do you want to do about this? Like, fuck a final. All right, fuck it. Let's just push this motherfucker. All right, let's go. Got some of those turns we made. I'm like, ooh, I feel bad for their side. I'm like, no, pick the tines up. Pick the tines up. Ooh, never mind. I got to cut that. I got to cut that. I oh, cut I figured that. as much, but I was like, we're here. We're here. It's queer, and it's here to stay. <laughs> Oh my god, this is a great episode. This is a fantastic episode. I've had so many people tell me I should go into like not like voiceovers. Yeah, go which I would honestly love to do. I would love to be a voice actor because fuck, I'm way too ugly to be a regular actor. Ain't nobody wants to look at this ugly mug. But I would love to be a voice actor. Yeah. I always thought there'd be something so much fun about that. You and Jake share that commonality. You know, it's like cause I've done so many just I watched a lot of my, if anybody knows the name, Michael Winslow, which I believe a lot of people should know that name. I loved watching him as a kid and all the sound effects that he did just off of his voice and off of, you know, just everything. And it just, I loved it. And I, I, to this day, I'll, I'll try and recreate all sorts of sounds that I've heard and everything you know obviously when i'm driving in the car and nobody's with me because otherwise you just look like a bumbling fucking idiot driving yeah, you around look like a, a kleptomaniac or something oh yeah you, you're like do you have split personality disorder right no no he's do just we? talking to himself <laughs> you know yeah. and uh it, i i i'd love to do voiceover work i think it'd be so much fun but yeah, that that's always been one of those things. I've had people tell me, you know, like, you you should do that. You you should do that. You make so many just weird, different. You know, you can you know sound effects and stuff like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. you could easily. I, I think it'd be a great time. I would love to do. it. I'm gonna keep this in mind when we're doing our documentary and shit. Oh, I I would love to. I mean, I would, you know, it's like. I love watching like Gabriel Iglesias too because he does so much like weird sound effects, yeah. voiceovers. It's like, you know, he he's one of my favorite comedians. Very he's playful with the voice. Very, you know, it's like if 
I uh, yeah, if allergies weren't kicking my ass, I could probably like you know I don't know produce different, but you know my voice is just so torched oh, right dude, now. Dude, yeah, I can I can hear it. It's just it's end of the day. It's fried. Oh yeah, I mean you know I could still you know, go all over the place, with not a whole lot, but you know, I would love to. We'll run it up. We're gonna, there's gonna be more. We can we can have a second podcast where we sit down and have you make noises. Oh, I don't care. I'll make whatever <laughs> they want. I mean, just you know, like I said, it's like you know, I I will literally sit there at dinner, and you know, Cheyenne will grab her fork. And... <laughs> it's just a will you leave me alone? <laughs> no. I'll sit there and you know, she'll go to take. Oh, you guys are like an old married couple. She'll, she'll go to take a sip of her drink. She'll be like, "I'll pick it up." Be like, "Up, up, 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 up." <laughs> she'll start laughing. Have to set it down. Knock it off. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Stop it, Jerry. James, what the fuck? Okay, sorry. She doesn't. Yeah, she, I, she, I really shouldn't portray her like that because no, no, no. The, the no, worst no. thing she does. This is a character depiction. If, if this had the like a uh, parentheses and the undermarks, it would say oh, yeah. character depiction. You know, yeah. This character is not portrayed very well in this acting sequence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just yeah, it's like not that. depiction of the brand of the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, especially at the end of the commercial. Like, <laughs> might cause cancer in California. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly like that. You know. The worst thing Cheyenne does, she looks at me and she goes, and that's about it. You know, or it'd be James Edward. That, that, that's about the highlight of Cheyenne yelling at me in front of people. Uh, I like that. But I, I feel like I heard one of those when you were doing your blowing leaf technique on the fire. Oh, yeah. She, or she'd be like, what is he doing? Yeah. Oh, my God. You happy now? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I finished it exactly. Yeah, I am happy now. What do you think about that? You know, <laughs> nothing better than thirty foot flames—not even thirty foot, but you know, fifteen foot flames coming out of a leaf fire, and you're sitting there like, "Why is my jacket steaming?" Right. <laughs> it didn't rain today. I caught some embers to the toes when we did that fire. Oh, I felt bad for Chris. He took way too many. Yeah, he did. But. You know. he, he was playing in the debris though. As oh, it was he was having off. fun. Yeah, he was having fun. You know, there, there's not more. <laughs> I feel so bad because it's like Tony's like, come over here and start up this fucking leaf blower. I don't get it. He's over there. Yeah, I still haven't figured it out. Come over and start this piece of shit. I walk over there. Do you have to literally oh. prime it every time? Huh? Do you have to prime it every time? No, you just have to turn the fucking choke on. The choke on isn't all the way up, right? Just halfway is on. You just just turn the choke on and you give it like a half a pull. And it goes. <laughs> and then you squeeze the trigger, so because otherwise it'd be like. Then you just you just squeeze the trigger. It just sits there. <laughs> then you put it on and hope you have put the. I did that once today. Forgot to put the gas cap on. I don't know if you saw that one. No. I filled it up, swung that bastard over my hip, and I'm like, shit, I fucking reach back there. I'm like, oh, fuck, turn it off. That blower's nice, though. Oh, my God. That leaf blower. It's fun to use. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's literally the biggest blower, I think, that still makes. It's a, what, it's a BR-800C. That's literally, like, 
the big bitch. Like, that I is, was saying, yeah. Yeah. I wish, I don't know, I, I feel like we could make a better attachment than the tube that's on it now. They used to. The old, like, BR600s, they would come down, and they actually had, like, a 45 bend in them, which is really nice for, like, getting into plants because it yeah. blew the air not straight down, but it curved. It would go straight, and it was awesome for, like I said, going under bushes and shit, and you just... Mm. I mean, it was all right there. That but, thing makes fall cleanups way better, though. Oh, yeah. Cleanups. I'd really like to get, like, one of those walk-behind vacuums. I think that would be really cool. Mm. That would be something I'd love to, like, rent. And try and out. And try and see if it's even worth a shit to get. Yeah. Do you think... Yeah, if we had one of those and the bagger on the... Oh, yeah. you get plenty good. Well, I, I don't know if I ever Honestly, told. I would much prefer that over our bucket. The bucket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to cut so much of this out because it's like nobody's going to want to sit here and listen to us talk about... Oh, no, this was all staying. There's only two There's only two things I think I'd ever cut out of this. I'm going to cut the thing at the beginning you asked to cut and then something about... Oh, something about the tines. Oh, when we... Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that. Oh, dude, you but, made that one turn. It sounded like fucking Velcro. Oh, I, yeah, I get what yeah. you're saying, yeah. We're like, turn up, it's like... <laughs> you can probably do it. It's just like... I'm like... <laughs> that's gonna hurt. I mean, just... Ugh. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Those burgers are pretty all right. Yeah, that, though, that was a place that uh, my buddy Zach Rudisall... Um, text me just out of the blues. Like, what are you doing? Well, not much. Want to get burgers? With me and my dad. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. And we just went there. Oh. I'm like, this place is good. Yeah. It takes a minute, but <laughs> but they're good. No, it definitely. It didn't take that long, man. They, no, they whipped it, our four burgers up. It pretty was quick. pretty quick. I can't. I can't bitch. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty quick. Yeah. Asadora's Argentina Burgers in Oswego, Illinois. Anyways, I think on that note, do you have anything you want to plug before we finish this? Before we round this out? Define plug. Uh, any channels, emails, books, um, interesting things like that you want to plug that you do or that people should check out? Interesting things. Um, I mean, me and my brother might be starting a YouTube channel. We're We're pretty much just going to... What's Pretty much called? just document our stupidity that we do on the weekends. And because if you listen to my brother. <coughs> That's going to be a golden pot. Is his one of his favorite things to be like, uh, yeah. So I think that's what we're going to literally name the channel. Just be, uh, yeah. Okay. You heard it here. Cause like this will be up for, so people might hear this way down the road that aren't hearing it when it comes out next yeah, Friday. I mean, the, so, the channel's not even up yet. Like, okay. So if you don't see it, I'm sorry, but like it never uh, happened then. Yeah, it, it, it might, it might not. Like, I might be. It might to, even have a different name. Just it check might, out because Just, now that we kind of have Chris, I might try and whore him out for uh, a uh, Saturday yeah, thing. You know, once in a while because yeah. Chris is. Just, I, he was showing me some of those shots that he took. Yeah, I'm He's like, good. damn. Yeah, you know, I was like. 
especially, you know, it, we, it's not even like we've got like, you know, these thousands of dollars of camera equipment or anything. It's like, uh, dude, we're using, we're shooting in fucking 1080 and barely 4K. The Sony shoots in 4K. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like for what we have, I was like, holy shit. You know, mm-hmm. but other than that, it's like, you know, if, if you want me to like shout anybody out, it'd really be like, you know, once again, Corey Bollard, if you hear this, keep kicking ass. Um, I, I mean, any reps from, you know, just, you know, I, I, I can't really think of anybody, to be honest yeah. with Like, Corey oh, Bollard, you know, he's just small business owners, um, you know, just, I guess that's the biggest thing. Just Perfect. anybody, small business, um, you know, just really keeping the country moving. That's what I, that's what I really appreciate. And that's what I really want to, you know, try and focus. You know, obviously there's some stuff that we just can't buy small business from like our mowers and our trucks. Like I love nothing more than to, but our accessories from that. Yeah. It's all going to be small business stuff. If I can help it. Right. That's my goal. Hell yeah. Made in USA. That's, that's my goal. As much, much stuff as I can get that's flying red, white, and blue. That's my goal. I like that. That's what I like. What a good way to round it out. And, uh, if you made it this far, thank you for joining us on this very special episode. Yeah, thank you so and, much for uh, listening to me ramble for, I don't know, it's got yeah, to be close to three hours getting to hear here. a little bit more about James and learn a little bit more. I like this too. I get to feature out my crew and feature out really what is, you know, the breathing heartbeat and the soul of what we're doing with everything we got going on here. So yeah. on that note, uh, have a great day. Stay healthy, stay happy, stay working hard, and we'll catch you later. Yeah. Anybody has any uh, questions, comments, concerns they want to take up with me or the rest of the crew, feel free to reach out to us. at. Uh, you can reach my line directly at jesposito at prismaticsitemanagement.com. There you go. Um, just feel free to – and anything that you want to pick my brain about or, you know, questions, comments, you want to yell and swear at me, have at it. Um, I probably won't answer those. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Chad, for having me on board with the company, having me on board with this podcast. It's, uh, As always. It's been a pleasure to sit down here and kill three hours with you for just talking in front of a microphone, which I'm not very good at. But Oh, hey, I think it went very well. So I can't complain. I can't complain. Peace. Have a good night. Thank you.